God Network News, where we give you a new perspective on events happening in our world today. This is GNN. This is God Network News, Episode 65. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. This podcast is proudly listed at Podcast Pickle. Today's interview is of a friend by the name of Fred who works in Africa and he is going to tell us a testimony of how God is reaching out to the Yao people who are also from a Muslim background. The Yao people are very unreached, but God is doing incredible things among them right now where many thousands of them are coming to Christ. So when we went to work amongst the Yao, for the first eight years we lived in a city in northern Mozambique, a city called Lishinga. And basically in the first eight years, we just learned what not to do. And then we went to the village for the next five years. We set out from the beginning to do a few things differently. And it was just an amazing time of being at the right place at the right time. And we saw God move. The first thing we set out to do was to really try to find men of peace in the village, find some of the older men, And some of these men came to the Lord, mostly through the way we loved them. We tried to to be Jesus for them. And we were involved in health care. And we tried to help the people in a practical way, in the area of malaria. Also, when uh, there were problems with birth, we took some of the ladies to the hospital. And a few of the men came to the Lord. So by the end of the five years... Uh, We've taught these men to also share the gospel with their families. And there were about 20 people uh, that came from a Muslim background that were following Jesus at that time when we left the village. So the rest of our YWAMers, the Mozambican team, continued. And um, in the beginning they felt they were not ready for us to leave. But we really sensed that it was God's time for us to move out. And the Mozambicans went on on with the work. So three years later, that was in this year that passed, we went back to, uh, to the Yao and the work amongst the Yao tribe. And we were so amazed at what God has done in this three years. Um, and there were a few key things uh, that happened. So they actually invited us to a conference and the Yao believers decided they want to get together from all the different villages. And there are quite a few villages that have now believers in them. And they got together at a conference. And there were about 300 believers now. When we started out in 1998, there were maybe 10 believers amongst the Yao in Mozambique. And of these 300 believers, about 200 of them got together at the same place. 
for us as guys who's been there from the beginning in the early years where we have not seen fruit this was so great to just see what God have done, has done uh, of these 200 there was maybe 50 people that we knew the rest came to the Lord through other people and through people that we have discipled that have discipled others and um, when they were there together at the conference it was so great to just hear the stories the big breakthrough came in the village where we were came when the first believer died so when that believer died it was a crisis because the Muslim leader said we are not going to bury this person uh, she's a believer now this is your problem but the believers were ready for that and they said we will bury her and they went out to the graveyard there's only one graveyard and they started digging the grave and when the young Muslim guys heard about it they came to the gravesite and they took away all the spades and everything that these young men had uh, to, to dig the graves and they said you're not going to bury her here so the guys just went home and they prayed what should we do but when the elder men of the village the elders the leaders heard about this they called the young Muslim men and they said what are you doing what do you think you're doing these people are helping us who will take you to the hospital when you are sick uh, when you always when we have a problem it's these people that help us now you guys you go and dig the graves and they sent those young Muslim men and they had to dig the graves themselves and by the way the believers did the whole funeral of wrapping the body in a white cloth like they do in their culture and even the ritual cleansing of the body of really cleaning the body because they believe the body has to be clean where on the day of the resurrection and when this person was buried in this way the fear was gone and many people came to the Lord another key issue was the whole worship from the beginning we tried not to teach the people foreign songs but that they should worship the Lord as Yahs. so we gave them audio Bibles and we encouraged them to make their own songs and they were two brothers that God really gave uh, a gift so Mustafa and his brother started to make songs and they put words to it and in their chanting way they, they would sing and the rest of the crowd would follow and it's just been wonderful there at the conference and I've never experienced anything like that in the time that we were amongst the Yah where they would just start singing and as they started singing the women would stand around and clap and the men would just put their rhythmic dance to the songs to the worship and it was just amazing because as the dust went up the Spirit of God just came down in that place and the presence of God was so powerful and what amazed us was just the unity in the Yao church where it's been planted by the different churches has been planted by different missionaries and by different people but nobody says this is a Baptist church or this one was planted by the YWAMers they just say this is the church from this place this is the church from that place and it's really such a unity there's such a unity amongst the believers and they are looking towards this YWAM team uh, to help them and to disciple them so there are many small churches but just the sense of unity and when we went back at our house there were fruit trees that we have planted that we've never eaten the fruit of and this time when we went back these fruit trees bought, uh, had some fruit and we ate some of that fruit and that was just a, a picture of what God did in this time and we had the privilege 
to see some of the fruit uh, years after we've planted the seed. And it's not about us, it's not what we did, but to be there at the right place at the right time was just awesome. Another key issue amongst the Yao was the whole initiation. Uh, because the church needed to send their kids to initiation, but they didn't want to do that because of, because of all the witchcraft being involved and the sexual things that is being taught at the initiation time. So the church said, but we want to, we want to teach our kids. Because if a boy is not circumcised, he's not part of the tribe. So the one church started to take some of the boys to the bush. And it was actually the elders of the church that taught the boys in this time. And they also taught them the cultural respect forms, but they did chronological Bible study with these boys and taught them the Bible. And then this last year, um, the women of the church took the girls because they also go uh, for 30, years of uh, 30 days of separation. And in those 30 days, they are being taught the cultural things. And then also these ladies disciple them. There was a very big um, pressure from the community and from the ladies that usually do these things. But the women just stood firm and there was a lot of prayer and intercession in that time because with the Yao, so much witchcraft is involved. And they just prayed for the protection of these kids and for the ladies and they discipled the girls. And when they went out, it was the same cultural uh, just welcoming that took place and a day of feasting and they were accepted into the tribe even though it was done in a different way and it's just so wonderful to see these Mozambicans take up the responsibility to evangelize their own people and even the guys in the church and their families they've decided we cannot keep this to ourselves we need to take it to other villages so they've started to, to go two by two to other villages to proclaim the gospel there.